Welcome back to the second season of Multiclass Theater, the role-playing podcast with class and a surprising amount of character development. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. If those don't bother you, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Our heroes learned that the North Road is not to be traveled lightly, discovering in their travels a burned and looted carriage. After spending too much of the day investigating the ruin but learning little, the party made camp to keep the less furry adventurers from freezing. But even this simple task proved hazardous, as they were soon beset by a rock monster. Then... Wait, seriously? Was that the episode? They found a burned carriage and fought a rock monster? Riveting stuff. Well, let's see if something more exciting awaits on Multiclass Theater. Was there anything you guys wanted to do the next morning when she woke up? The three of us are up, and then Trevor and Ruber are asleep. Is that the... Where are they sleeping? They're they're around the fire. Like everybody's cuddled, pretty close to the fire because it's it's cold. Mist is gonna motion for Silway and Rotan to join him in the carriage. Okay, Silway does so. Rotan will as well. But first, he's going to cast Silence right around the fire, right around Gruber and uh, Trevor. Oh my god, Mist, teach me that. I need to learn the silence spell. You and Sheila both know it. I don't know it. I need to learn it. What happened to the fire crackling? <laughs> yeah. Um, no sound is going in or out of that spot. And uh, I kind of want to keep it that way for a minute. So, look. I want to uh, tell you guys something. But it needs to stay between the two of us. Silway, I know you can keep a secret. Yes. And... Rotan, I know that if uh, you promise to keep something to yourself, uh, you would literally die before divulging that, before breaking trust. All right? My word as my honor. Okay, because this is a big deal. And uh, knowing it probably puts more of us in danger. And uh, I don't want to put those two in that spot. More, more secrets. All right, I, I suppose. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's not secrets. Like it's, it's not a secret between the three of us, because, because like we know it. So it's not like I'm hiding things. Oh, okay. Just from our companions. Well, you'll understand why I think in a minute. Uh, short version. I have this, and he takes out the wooden box that has the shard of tear in it, and opens said box. And what does it look like? What does it look like? Well, it, it was described as a small stone shard on a piece, on like a leather thong that went around the neck. Um, and it was described as a uh, stone, the kind of which you have never seen before, to which I uh, received grief, as usual, when I bring <laughs> up rocks that have never been seen before. <laughs> 
how well known are these things um, in the rest of the continent? They're not known at all in the rest of the continent. Okay, so Silly has not seen one of these. I don't know if she would recognize it, but she would definitely know if Mist says what it is. That's what I was trying to get. Like, would she see it and freak out, or does she have to hear what it is and then freak she out? She has to hear what it is and freak out. What, what is it? It looks like a stone that no one has ever seen before or can describe or understand scientifically. Well, I debate that, but um, <laughs> the guy I got this from said it was a shard of tear. A what? A shard of tear. Silvay goes bug-eyed at that. A shard of tear? A shard of a tear? Uh, no, no article, just shard of tear, as in a fragment of uh, wherever she's from. Let me see it. And she she gets all grabby hands and reaches for the for the box and the and the shard. Since it's on a since it is on a strap, Mist is going to kind of subtly keep uh, a paw over the strap and keep a very close eye on Silway's hands. <laughs> a sleight of hand, the shard of tear. No. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> <laughs> now she's she's just very interested. She's holding it in her hand and. Staring at it and turning it over, and just fascinated by this thing. To give you maybe a more concrete description of it, uh, it's a small stone, probably about an inch. It almost seems either crystalline or organic in origin. I would probably say it's almost more like dried coral than it is stone. Is coral stone? Disgust. <laughs> It's magic, okay? So <laughs> you can put your science away. Never! <laughs> I think we might have mentioned this, but I literally did this in the Call of Cthulhu campaign, and it derailed to, to a room full of geologists, and it derailed our campaign for two sessions. <laughs> so it's a, it's a rock. Uh, uh, what about it? It is not a rock. It's a shard. Mist, you've been carrying this thing around with you? You've been carrying a shard of tear around with you? It didn't tell us? Haven't really had a chance. How long have you had this thing? Uh, about a week. For a week? You've been carrying an ancient, powerful artifact around for a week? I mean, yes. How did you get it? Uh, long story, listen to the interlude, but short version is... Uh, got a little call. He taps his tome. Um, and uh, the end result of that errand was being gifted this. Oh, and also uh, Human, but that you already have met. Gifted by who? Who would who would, who would have a shard of tear? In Roth? Uh, guy's name was Sanderson? Sanderson. He's a toy maker? That's, that's not a tear in name. I don't know. All your human names sound made up. Why did he give it to you? Because I saved his life. Basically. And apparently he was being hunted by someone who might be in league with that squid monster who, again, eyes on the prize. Very heroic, Mist. I'm impressed. Wow, so you saved somebody's life. I killed a bunch of people. Well, not me specifically, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Well, you know, you got to be careful who you pick as your friends. Um, 
maybe some of them were just looking out for you and did what they had to do. But that's beside the point. I killed a bunch of people, too. But they were already dead, so I don't think it counts. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. It looks like a, like a, like a, like a, a rock to me. Yeah, well, here's, here's what I was told about it. It is sort of like a, uh, a key to a bunch of portals that used to kind of let people go from one end of the continent to another. It has something to do with the ancients. Like, they're the ones who know how to really use these things. But kind of feel like other people might be super keen to get their hands or claws or tentacly face goo on it. It does so much more than open portals. But yes, it does that too. Uh, so wait, give me an arcana check. Or or history. Uh, history's better. 18. You recall quite a bit about the Shard of Tear in terms of what you've heard and the portals that used to link the ends of the continent. But you're not sure, you, you don't know what happened to the portal in Tear. So is this like a chunk of your city? How does that work? My, my city? You mean, you mean Nightfall? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there is, there's a long story here. You know about Tear, right? This the city of Tear. Uh, well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. I I was under the impression it like existed. Uh, sorry, it exists, but a shard of it suggests fragmentation, suggests broken, suggests past tense. Tear does exist. It's a it's a city to the east. Um, it it it's, exists in the middle of a large lake, and it was formed when a large rock, let's say, fell from the sky. And created this this lake and this uh, formation, let's call it, in, in the middle of it. And then the city was built around this f- rock formation. And so a shard of Tyr is a shard of the original rock that fell and formed that, that city. That was also what brought magic into the world, Mist. Well, your continent, but... That, that, that my continent is the world. What are you talking about? I hear there's places beyond it. Whatever. Okay, buddy. <laughs> So this this thing is very ancient, very powerful, and it was given to you by a mysterious man in wrath of all people. And this is where magic comes from. One of one of these things. This these things came from the thing that we think is what brought magic into the world. No one's entirely sure, but that's the, that's what they think. Interesting. How long ago was this? Nobody really knows. They didn't really count years until, until the cataclysm. The cataclysm. Yes, the thing that, that made humans mortal. I'm sorry. I. Hmm. I always forget that you two are not from here. I don't. Yeah, re- I, I did not learn about any of this. Well, no, you you wouldn't have unless you were born here. So, so humans used to be immortal. Yes, some of them still are. Oh, oh! These are the ancients. Yes, yes. Those are that that the body we found. Yes, all those many many weeks ago, that was an ancient. Ah, oh, so he was very 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 old. 
Older than you can comprehend, I would imagine. Probably older than I can count. Older than ten, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she did not say it in character, that was pretty <laughs> Interesting. And, and these ancients look the same as regular people. Except they don't die, is that correct? They don't die, they don't age, they don't get sick. And they, they look... A little different. You can tell if you know what you're looking for. Ah. How how do you tell them apart? Like, usually you can't. If you're just, like, walking around, they they blend in just fine and no one can tell the difference. It's, it's only, like, they have a certain bearing, I guess, if you will, and a certain quality. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe aura is... What word is it in common that would describe something you can just sense about people? Vibe. Vibe. They have a vibe. Hmm. I shall have to watch for this vibe that you speak of. Or you could point it out to me. Like traps. If we encounter an ancient, I will definitely do that, but that seems very unlikely. They're not... There's very few of them left. Uh, Well, perhaps they are as rare as traps are. They are much more rare than traps, (laughs) Rotan. Well, I have yet to see either of those things. You, you've not seen a trap, Rotan. No. Haven't I? Well, believe me when I say there are many traps in the world, and there are not many ancients. Ah, well, then I, uh, I look forward to the day that I observe both of those things. Not necessarily simultaneous. Does not have to be the same day. Perhaps you've already seen one and wouldn't even know it. That also might be true. Well, there was the dead one, but I'm not <laughs> counting that one. Speaking of which, I still have his journal. Ah! I don't suppose he's got anything in there about charging up a shard of tear, because that's basically where we're at with this thing. I don't think he mentioned a shard of tear, but he was he was following somebody, and that person he was following was searching for something. I wonder if this was it. Did they say where all they looked? They went across the entire continent. They went into the, the dragon spine. They were... They were in Nightfall at the at Griffin's Perch. And they went up to Roth, which is where we found the body just south of there. Interesting. R- Roton ponders the significance of this. Well, is that it? <laughs> Sylvie opens up her backpack and pulls out the the journal that they found back in episode two and thumbs through it for maybe thirty seconds or so and and then her finger lands on one specific section, and her eyes go wide. She says, "Look, it why it was it was a shard he was he was searching for. The shard is mentioned in this journal. I mean, is it the same one or like? Well, they're they're not common. He was he was near Roth, and then the shard turned out to be in Roth. Like there's and there's not that many shards. These are these are not common. This is probably what he was looking for." Oh, great. So something that could kill an immortal wants the thing that I have. Well, the immortal himself wants the thing that you have, I think. Well, he's dead. Somehow. Well, they were, so... they were, they were, both, they were both ancients. The men we found and the men he was chasing were both ancients. Oh, okay, great. Two ancients. F- fantastic. So, well, wait a minute. So if there can be two ancients, then can't there be two shards? Well, there there's probably are several shards out in the world, but 
they they they're they're not in Roth. The Roth is a full of thirty foreigners, and why why would the chart of Tier be okay. there? First, ouch. <laughs> Second, fine. We should probably err on the side of caution. Assume that I have the thing that the crazy ancient. We'll assume crazy because he if he wants it, and he killed for it, then I'm probably a lot squishier than an immortal. You might want to take a few precautions, yes. I don't know how well he can track this thing, if he can at all. Well, that's why I'm going to put it back in the bag of holding. Well, let me check one thing first. And Silway casts Detect Magic. Is this thing magical, Diana? That is an interesting question. I am going to say yes, but it's very, very faint. As if there's like a residual magic essence to it. Silway looks very confused as, she, as she's staring at this thing after casting her spell. That's... how strange. I, I, I thought it would be dazzlingly bright with magic, and it's not. It's just... it's there, but just faintly. Well, Sanderson said it needed to be charged up. Oh, yes. Yes, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Do we need to, do we need to find an ancient and charge it? Well, I mean... Do you know how to charge a Shard of Tear? I don't think I was ever told. Or if I was, I might have not been paying attention. Neither was Sanderson, and and therefore neither was I. So an Ancient might be the solution. Of course, one of them is, like, actively searching for this thing. And again, maybe killed one of their fellows. Uh, not super sure how keen... We are on finding an ancient if it turns out to be the wrong ancient. Or one of a group of wrong ancients. Or, look, I don't know their politics, but... I wonder if Sanderson was an ancient. Is that an ancient name? No, but they like to travel and wander sometimes, and I wouldn't be surprised if they found some backwater whole city to to retreat to. Man, you just do not like Roth. <laughs> I do, I do like Silway's casual racism. <laughs> Ever since Silway mentioned dirty foreigners, Rotan has been like sniffing his armpits <laughs> with quizzical expressions on his. I mean, she's obviously not talking about me because cats are the epitome of cleanliness. So, I mean, if he were, then he put on a really good act for you know the people who were trying to kill him. Are ancients right. powerful? Like. Aren't they supposed yes. to be? Well, they are powerful because they are old and, and know a lot about magic and a lot about how the world works. They are not like physically powerful or dangerous besides having a lot of worldly knowledge. Well, the dude was protected by sentient toys. Mist, your story gets weirder and weirder every time you tell it. <laughs> Look, don't worry about it, but you might kind of be onto something although then that begs the question if sanderson is a mort or is an ancient why would he trust it to me maybe he sensed he was in danger and wanted to get rid of it and put you in danger instead i i don't know i don't i didn't get the vibe that he was out to put me in danger i think he was trying to help or do something right I don't know, but maybe he was trying to just pass the buck. 
how did he find you in the first place? Uh, I found him. How did you find him? Uh, short version is, uh, that bond is what pointed me in, in Sanderson's direction. Wait, so an ancient powerful fae directed you to a man who was holding an ancient powerful artifact? Well, if you knew the fae, I mean, in general, the fae are manipulative sons of bitches, and this one in particular is an especially manipulative son of a bitch. Um, so yeah, kind of makes sense. At the same time, though, he did end up going against due to seem to be tied to um the tentacly thing we're going after. So probably like. Multiple plans just happen to stack on top of each other all at once. I don't believe in coincidences, Mist. I I didn't say I did. I'm just saying there's might be one more than one motivation going on here. Hmm. We should be very careful. We're dealing with forces we don't understand. Which is why I'm looping you guys in. I appreciate that. Thank you. What do you think that these Fey want with with uh, with such a thing? Oh, influence? I mean, there's... I mean, this isn't really a land that has a lot in the way of uh, gods and higher powers. I hesitate to say meddling, but maybe they see it as uh, an area ripe for uh, influence. Expanding their influence. I don't know. Would you describe what they want with this stone as good? I need more information before I can decide if it's... Will they use it for a good purpose? I don't think good is appropriately nuanced here, Rotan. I know you like to think in these black and white terms, but it might be more complex than that. Explain. I I don't think I can explain. Ah. I'm as confused as anybody here, but trying to say good and evil is probably not going to be very fruitful. Well, if you can't explain it, then perhaps it is more simple than uh, than you are making it. Well, I'm not the one with the connection to the the Fey. Perhaps you can get some guidance, Mist. Uh, I'll look into it. But we have a more immediate mission, quest, thing. Rotan's goddess. Yeah. I could pray on it if you would like. Is that different than just talking to it like Miss does? Well, we're not going to figure it out in this... here in this carriage, so I... Is there... what else do we do besides just continue on with Rotan's vision quest? Keep this quiet. No one can know that we have this thing. For reasons that we've just explored. Agreed. My lips are sealed. If somebody asks you, Rotan, hey, have you ever seen a shard of tear? Do you know who has a shard of tear? What are you going to say? Uh, I won't tell them. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I know you won't lie, and I don't want to put you in that position, but... You don't have to give answers if people ask, just so you know. This is true. Even Zone of Truth doesn't compel the truth. It just doesn't compel you to answer. Yes, I... I do think I appreciate that that a 
a magical artifact in the wrong hands might might be something we do not want to have happen. No, you're right, you're right. He kind of flicks his tail. I, I'm sorry I said that. If I didn't trust you, I wouldn't have shown you. No, no, I, uh, I appreciate that you, you, uh, you are willing to remind me of these things. Now, I do have a, have a, have a minor question. Shoot. So, this is a magical shard, correct? I kind of get the vibe that it's more like a reservoir. Like it can ah. store magic and then do things with it. We should try to get up sleepy for the morning because our our companions are going to wake up earlier than we are. And I want to see if I can locate my hammer early in the morning. Ah, you re- you remembered that. I did remember that. Do you have the locate object spell? Not till tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Six hours has passed since you once again took to the road. Following the events of the last two days, you are relieved to be on the move again. Clouds gather in the sky overhead as snow begins to fall. The road winds through narrow canyons and thick forests. Occasionally, the trees part, offering glimpses of a snow-covered valley far below. There is little conversation on the road this morning. Perhaps it is from two nights on the cold, hard ground. Around midday, travel becomes easier as the road begins to descend. Soon you find yourselves breaking out of the forest and into a snowy valley. Ahead, wooden walls rise up before you. The road disappears into an open gate. You emerge in an idyllic town. Wooden, snow-covered houses crowd the sides of the road. You see flickering flames behind leaded glass teasing you with the promise of warmth. You come to a halt in what appears to be the town's center. A two-story statue looms above you depicting a man with sword and shield held aloft. Gruber stands and stretches with a loud sigh. Um, sir, I think we're here. Was there a, was there a sign telling us what this place is? No, there is no, no sign that says welcome to whatever. Well, we are somewhere, and it would be good to, uh, to spend a night out of the cold. Or oh, I'll agree with that, sir. What say you, my companions? Shall we spend the night here? Where is here? Where, where are we? I do not know. Probably some place with a, with a warm bed. Yes, let's stay here. I also support the notion of indoors and warmth. They probably have coats we can buy. So what's what's sort of the layout of the town? There is a crossroads at the center of the village, the center of which is the statue. And there are shops in what looks like an inn right off of the center square. There's the street that you came in on, which continues on beyond the uh, statue and the place where you stopped. And there's a cross street, which extends north and south. It looks like as you look down either side, there are gates to either side uh, on that road as well. So as if <clears throat> the entire village is sort of roundish in shape, enclosed by a wooden fence with gates at the sort of cardinal points. And, and this is like in a, in a mountain valley? A mountain valley, yes. So the peaks are rising above you. It is a very quaint, very idyllic town. 
Zoe po- pokes her head out the carriage window and says, There's almost always a tavern at the, near the crossroads of the center of town. Let's go there. There is a sign on a building just off the square, on the square, across from where you stopped, which reads, The Gilded Garret. I shall see about securing us some rooms. Kruber, could you stable the horses, please? Um, okay, sir. So, uh, Rotan's gonna go inside the, uh, the tavern. You push your way into the inn, and you are greeted by a blast of wonderful, warm air. Across the main room of the inn is a massive stone fireplace, which is calling out to you. To your left is a bar, behind which is a portly man in maybe his mid-40s, polishing up some mugs. Uh, Opposite him, scattered throughout the main room, are tables. Uh, There's a small stage in the corner, which is currently unoccupied. But overall, uh, the, the vibe or the mood strikes you as very welcoming. Uh, and inviting. It's the kind of place where you'd like to rest and relax and hang out with your friends. I stride up to the innkeeper or the person behind the counter. Hello, good sir. Uh, May I ask what place this is? Oh, how you doing there? Uh, This here's uh, welcome here to Vankala here. Ah, that's good. That's very good. Uh, I would like four rooms, if you have them. Oh, don't have four rooms, but, you know, we could probably spring for two. My name's Milo, Milo Garrett. You know, me and the missus, uh, my wife Doreen, we run the uh, the Gilded Garrett here. Ah, uh, well, uh, I, uh, if two is all that you have, then I, I, uh, then two will, will do the trick. Yes. Oh, we don't get many travelers up here. You don't. You wouldn't happen to have um, collapsible beds that you could roll in. Um, no, but you know we got some. Uh, well, we've got some cots. I could probably bring up from the old potato cellar. Ah, that will do nicely. So I, I don't think I got your name there. Roton, Roton von Bastard. Pleased to meet your acquaintance. Oh, that name kind of sounds familiar. I don't know. Wait a minute. Nah, couldn't be. Anyway, um, why don't you, uh, uh, where, you got some, uh, companions or something? Uh, you need some help with your luggage? I, I do believe, uh, we should, we should be fine in terms of luggage. But, uh, but, uh, yes, I do have several more companions who will be coming in shortly. Uh, you you seem like you knew me. Wait, I should insight check this. Uh, that's a three. Okay, not gonna not gonna comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, seriously though, no bother. I've got you know my daughters are right in the back. They can help you with your luggage should you need it. Uh, well, uh, again, that is most gracious. But I think I think we should should have things handled. Yes. Okay, then. We are adventurers, you see. Oh, adventure. Don't get many of use up here. Yes, we are quite used to hauling our own stuff. Go, D. 
dark doings afoot. No, uh, no goblins in the in the in the mines. Nothing like that. No, don't have many goblins. Haven't had goblins. I don't even. I don't think I've seen a goblin. You know, it's we're we're a quaint little family town. Um, so we don't get much call for adventure and and that sort of thing up here. Well, that's uh, that's probably very good to to uh to hear. Yes, uh, it must be must be very nice to have things being so peaceful right now. Oh, uh, well then, yes, please the the two rooms, and uh, we will probably spend at least one night. It's it's been very cold, and we've had a long journey, and um, and uh, yes, we we should like to uh, spend at least the night here. Okay then. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Do you want some food? We got a nice stew cooking in back. Oh, stew would be wonderful. Yes, please. Okay then. So why don't you bring your bags in, and it you'll see right upstairs the top two rooms, and you know I'll have a. Uh, I'll have the stew there ready for you when you get back down. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Then your name is? My name's Milo Garrett. Milo Garrett. Owner, proprietor of the Gilded Garrett. Been in my family for generations. Was the Garrett named after you, or were you named after the Garrett? Oh, that's a good question. I don't really know there. That's an excellent, that's a tongue twister. I'm going to have to think about that. Yes, as will I. Silway, while you're looking around the town, you notice that carved in many of the flower boxes and above some of the porches and in pillars are flowers that match the flower from the box that you found. Huh, it's that flower again. Flower? That, that flower from the box, it's on the, all over this town. Miss presses his face up against the window of the carriage. Mist, as you look around to where Silway is pointing, you begin to see the flowers that are carved almost everywhere throughout the city. So that burned carriage was either coming here or from here. I suppose that makes sense. It's on the road and this is there's not many civilizations around here. I wonder if they know. About the carriage that was burned? Yeah, because... Maybe. I mean, I, I doubt that someone, like, stole a carriage, dragged it out to the woods, and let it on fire. Hmm. Perhaps they're expecting a shipment or something. We could ask the um, innkeeper. Assuming Rotan hasn't, um, you know, done something stupid in there. Rotan did up yet? Yep. He's a friendly guy. I'm sure he's getting along fine with the, with the innkeeper. So does Rotan exit the inn? Yeah, at this point he exits the inn. Do they have rooms, Rotan? They do. They only have two, but uh, it sounds like they can bring up some beds from the cellar. The, the color immediately drains from Silway's face. <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything suspicious going on at the moment. But if we are meant to be here, then then we have only to wait, and I'm sure our path forward shall reveal itself. I asked for some stew to be brought up to our rooms. That's fine. It's just like, it looks like a quiet mountain town. There's, you don't need to be adventurous. Is that, this is where your goddess sent you, do you think? Yes, I am certain of it. Oh, well, okay. You seem doubtful, Silway. Well... 
I'm just surprised. I, this seems like a strange place to send a, to send you. Well, I uh, I agree, but my place is not to question. Well, that's a bad place to be. Really? Here, look at this, Rotan. She redirects the conversation. <laughs> this the the box that we found on the road with the burned carriage. It's this. It has a flower that's the same as everything in this in this town. So that might be the uh, the plot hook you're looking for. <laughs> ah, awfully suspicious. A burned carriage. We don't know if he was coming or going to this town, but maybe we should ask around about it if someone's expecting a shipment or is there any missing persons. We should certainly, I will certainly ask, and you two should keep your eyes open as well. There's no doubt in my mind that something is afoot here that will need our intervention. Okay, but first, fire, warmth, food. Yes, do not doubt that we were sent here. I, I will doubt it, but that's okay. Silway, let me ask you this. This town, this town here, this, I asked the innkeeper, this is Vonkala. Yes, Vonkala, okay. Yes, don't you see? That was the place your goddess told you to go, yes? Yes, now do you think that I could possibly have known that this place existed before I had that dream? You, you did have a map. Without labels? That's true. Such very awful map. You might have. You could have heard that name from anywhere. Ah, but I didn't. We'll make a believer of you yet. Good luck with that. You're listening to WDND Nerd Radio. <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode six of season two. We hope you are. Uh, enjoying it as always um, and if you are we ask that you leave us a review leave us some comments um, especially leave us a review on iTunes that helps more people find us it helps our rating go up I guess I don't actually know how these things work but this is something I've been told to say it says here on the piece of paper that I definitely don't have in front of me we can edit a good chunk of that out no editing we're going live <laughs> we'll do it live okay uh, <laughs> Again, thank you for listening and uh, and spreading the word so that other people can get looped into the madness that is this show. I mean, we'd probably be doing this whether we're recording it or not, but uh, we enjoy putting it out for you to listen to, and, and uh, we hope you enjoy uh, listening to it, which, assuming if you're still listening at this point to me rambling on, you certainly do, because why else would you still be listening? Okay, maybe some editing. Uh, what? <laughs> Ha! 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 Made you edit. You're, you're pushing my bluff. <laughs> I will make you edit. I think Mike is stuck in a, re- he, I think he's stuck in a recursive loop himself. If we just don't respond to anything he says, he just talks like that for like 15 minutes. It's actually kind of entertaining. I teach. That's literally my job. <laughs> no, I'm a better teacher than Bob, but you need to say everything twice to, to make sure people remember it. Have you been in my classroom? Uh, no, I haven't. I think we would all love to be in your classroom. I mean, do you want to give us a lecture on dinosaurs now or rocks? I recommend you recording your lecture into podcast form and making it about fantasy land, landmarks or landforms, maps, whatever it is. What a great idea. Yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, please leave us reviews. Uh, we haven't had a review in a while. We'd love to hear what you think. It it makes our day. We'd like to hear your kind words or your criticism, hopefully constructive. 
uh, please, uh, iTunes, you know, Spotify, Podchaser. Message us, tweet at us, uh, TikTok at us. Oh, hold on. Well, I mean, Send yeah. Messenger pigeons to us. Does Facebook do messenger pigeons? If you have a MySpace page, you know, MySpace, GeoCities, whatever. If you have a MySpace, MySpace page, at this point, we're just impressed. Ames, are you the only one here to know what uh, what uh, GeoCities is? I had an Angel Fire page, not GeoCities. I'll have you know. Oh, okay. I know GeoCities. I'm not that young. Oh, God. I am. Are we the old ones? <laughs> are Diana and I the old ones? Well, yeah, you and I are the old ones. I'm the, the eldest. Adam is the baby. Yeah, that's why you DM. Because you know so much more than the rest of us. I assume Mike and I were roughly the same age. Is that not true? Uh, 84? 80. So, kinda. Roughly the same, sure. So, yeah, the funny thing about that is, when when you're a kid, that is like a lifetime of difference. Like, four years is like, oh my god, I'm a freshman and they're a senior. But, like, when you're an adult, it's like, four years, oh yeah, we're the same age. Weird how time works. TikTok at us, people. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel at time? Please... How do you feel at time? How do you feel about time? Are we are we are we out of time? Should we get should we use our time to get back to is it time to get back to the show? Probably. And back to the adventure in Vankala, I assume. This midroll should air right after our entrance into Vankala if I've got my editing timeline correctly. So welcome to Vankala, everybody. Welcome. Nothing going on here in Vankala. Everything's everything's fine. All fine here. How are you? Bye! After you spend some time getting settled and washing up and perhaps changing your clothes, perhaps not, you return back down to the common room as night is falling. Unlike before, the common room is picked up considerably. Most of the tables are filled a jaunty band uh, consisting of a fiddle, an accordion, and a drummer have taken up residence in the corner. Milo greets you at the foot of the stairs. Oh, hey there. How you settling? Okay. Ah, the room's all excellent. Oh, that's good to hear. So, um, would you like to, uh, we got uh, we got some roast pork that we made for this evening, and uh, we've got some ale and our um, house specialty red wine if you're interested. And um, you can take a table anywhere if you want. Ah, uh, yes, oh my good man, I will be sitting over there. And he points at a at an empty. And if you could bring me whatever is locally sourced, that would be excellent. Well, I don't know quite what that means, but, you know, we got some pig that we killed out back, so I think that's about as local as you can get. That sounds perfect. Is it smoked? No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um... <laughs> uh, quick question. Okay, there you are. What can I do for you? I... I do like to learn about local customs, and I couldn't help but wonder about all of the, um... The flower, flower stuff. What's what's the story behind all the flower stuff? 
Oh, the flower stuff. Oh, that's that's our, that's the the fire blossom. Ah. You never heard of the fire blossom? It's it's our greatest treasure, you know. It um, it grows around here, and we export it, and we like season. It's like a condiment, and it's really good. Have you tried it? It's kind of kind of tangy and kind of sweet, and kind of makes all your food taste just all so great. No, are are you saying that, that you make it into a sauce? Well, sometimes you can put it in a sauce, but or or you can see, and you look around on the tables. And you see on top of the tables are small, what look like salt pigs, filled with like a red powder. Or you could just kind of sprinkle it on your, you know, your potatoes or whatever. It makes everything taste, oh, it's so good. Would someone want to steal this particular flour? Like, is it that valuable? Well, you know, we export some of it. You know, we some people trade it, but, um, you know, not a whole lot. Is there any food at the table right now? Not at the table, but there is a pig. As you look in the back, you can see behind into the kitchen. There is a pig that is turning over a spit. So so when you say you ship some of it... Well, I don't ship it, you know, but some people do trade it. I, I've heard heard tale tells people who like to, to I guess, down to uh, the big city there. They kind of, they, they trade it, I guess. I don't know. You'd have to talk to, like, someone with the local merchant's guild or, you know, maybe somebody at the Odal or, you know, just not me. I'm, I'm just a humble, you know, innkeep here. You know, on the way here, we came across a, uh, a burnt-out carriage of some kind. And, uh, and we seemed to buy, uh, uh, found a box in it that had, had uh, a similar engraving on it. Uh... That would have possibly belonged to anyone from here, would it? Oh, I don't know. That's oh, that's kind of strange. There, um, I would bring it up with the Odal. They they would be the ones to talk to about all that stuff. I, you know, they 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 kind of keep guard about things and and stuff. So you know, I would talk to them. They would definitely know. With the who? The Odal. You don't know about the Odal? The Odal? No, the Odal. The odal. Oh yeah, the odal. Uh, no, I don't know about the odal. No, the odal or the uh, the O D L, the odal. The odal. Is that the Orc Defamation League? No, it's the Organizational <laughs> uh, Defense League, I think. The Orc Defamation. <laughs> uh, that that is a thing. I have it on our I, list I of remember, known yeah, organizations. I didn't make that up. <laughs> I don't remember how that came to be. <laughs> it was in episode zero. Okay. There was the Orc Anti-Defamation League and then the Orc Defamation League. Oh, that's... So they got a compound kind of south of the city. You just followed the road. Well, there's only really two roads, but you just follow it south and you, you come to it. Um, you know, but I, I would go tomorrow because, you know, you don't really want to go knocking on their door after dark because, you know, they're, they're kind of... Uh, they're kind of a skittish bunch. Why? That seems fair. We need to rest anyways. So if I were to go knock on their door right now, what, what would happen to me? I don't know. They probably would just tell you to go away. All right. And south of town, you said? <laughs> oh, yeah, south of town there. Uh, is there like a sign 
uh, or something. No, but you just you go south and you know you cross a bridge and it's it's a compound right there. You can't really miss it. There doesn't really there's nothing else down there. But I would like to eat something first and you know get some. It's kind of dark out there and it gets cold and it's it's you know the bridge is kind of treacherous if it ices over. You don't want to fall into the ravine. No, no, I do not want to fall into the ravine. Well, I certainly want to have some food and some rest and before we start doing anything else. I'm cold still. I, uh... Rotan, it's cold, it's dark, it's warm in here, it can wait till goddamn morning. Let me do a roll. <laughs> do you do takeout? <laughs> Damn it. What's takeout? I don't know what takeout is. Could, could you put, like, the ham in a box uh, and then or the pork in a box and uh, after it's cooked and uh, and I'll take it with me well no I don't you know really have the uh, the box but uh, I mean I guess I'll give you a plate if you want to take it with you but I don't know why you'd want to do that it's going to get cold pretty quick it gets pretty cold out there you know I don't know if you've been out there at night but it's it's pretty chilly do you have a coat or a cloak of some kind that I could buy? Rotan, if you're leaving tonight, you're going on your own. Just to tell you that. No, but there is there is a, a, a furrier in town. Um, it's called uh, the Fingers and Furs. It's kind of right across the street, but they're probably closed by now. You know, we we kind of close at sundown. Mm. Well, I will I will head over there quick and see if I can catch them before they close. Uh, if you could, if you could. Pre- Prepare a meal. That would be great. Thank you. Thank you, my good man. Uh, okay, there. Uh, Have a gold piece. <laughs> oh, thank, piece. thank, oh, thank you. That's that's really mighty generous of you. But you know, uh, just just be careful out there. You don't have a coat, and it's kind of you know it's really cold out there, especially up here in the mountains, and the wind starts blowing, and well, you don't want to go out there. So Rotan's gonna head out the door. We'll bail you out in the morning. Sylvie waves to him. It stays right where she is. He waves back. <laughs> um, the four of us are sitting there. Um, as Rotan wanders away, she'll look at Mess and say, I need to show you something. Um, you know, this ham is, this pork is pretty good. I mean, it's not the best I've had. But, um, Trevor, did I ever tell you about my, my ham, the magic ham that, that Rotan made? Well, it's very good ham. I wish we had some, but we had to... Um, I think he lost it all when I got kidnapped by the deaf cult. It was me cousin Doug, don't you know? And he continues babbling. Trevor just stares at him transfixed by the madness of his story. Yeah, this seems like a good time. Yeah. Uh, Zoe will pull the the journal out of her bag and lay it on the table, open to a, a certain page... And point at it and say, I've I've been doing this since our last conversation. Look at this line right here. She points at a line of of gibberish written in a language that Miss doesn't understand. You got (laughs) to give me ten minutes to cast comprehend languages if you want if you want me to play this game with you. But hold on, I I will read it. Hold on one second. And she's going to read it while using the message cantrip, so it's quiet in a whisper and only Miss can hear it got to open Google Translate, translate it into German, and translate it back into English. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she points at a, a random line on the page and, and whispers, It talks about the lost shard. Is it last or lost? 
Last shard. And, and the last. Hold on, let me see, she, she looks at the line. The, the, the last shard is not so much lost as it is trapped at the center of a magical singularity. To even attempt to retrieve it is to court death or worse. That's what it says. What's a singularity? I thought you would know, because it, it's magical. Oh. Well, I just figured we hadn't discovered black holes yet. <laughs> then we'll roll for it. What's a singularity? Uh, seven. Yeah, what's a singularity? <laughs> uh, Silway, um... Eh. I think she could, I can do a thing give with language his, here. Give me a history check on that. Okay. All right. Fifteen. You think it may be referring to Elsko's folly. That would make sense from the context of the journal. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how well this translates into common, but the word in my language refers to, like, a kind of crossroads, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. A, a place where things come together. It was, it was very commonly used in the legends of Elsko's folly. Okay. But he was definitely looking for it. That's what I, I learned this in the carriage as we were as we were writing. That ancient we found, the man he was following, was searching for the lost shard, the lost one. As in, there might only be one. Or, or that's the last one, and this is just another one. I don't know. Maybe he thinks there's one, but there's many. I don't know. But that body we found, that man, thought it was madness to seek these things out. Mist grins as wide as he possibly can and says, We're all mad here. (laughs) (laughs) The wind-up, and it's good! Silway blinks, uncomprehending, not getting this reference at all. Yeah, no, don't worry. Um... (laughs) I do like that (laughs) Mist seems to have this like <laughs> extra universal uh, knowledge that just sort of creeps in. <laughs> Maybe we should have looked into that body some more. Or those runes. Remember, you, have those, you have those runes, right? Maybe that will tell us something about what's going on. Do I have those runes? Did I copy them down? You, you did. I remember thinking it was very stupid to write down magical runes in a book. Yeah, you, you did you, it. You copied all the sigils. I did, that's right. Well, Silway, you were the one who put, kind of tried to, kind of got the sense of what they were about or what the... And I remember, yeah, I remember, I don't know what those runes mean, I cannot read them, but they looked familiar. I sensed that it was something about breaking, I believe. I don't know, anything more than that. Breaking the poor bastard who had them carved into his flesh? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe breaking a curse? Maybe breaking the stones like Rotan wants to do, like an idiot? I don't know. Maybe we could should find someone who can read these runes. Or someone who knows what's going on, which will not be in this tiny mountain town full of fire flowers. Uh, you never know. Strange people tend to move through little towns like this. I don't think that's true. The only group of people I've heard Silway talk about with respect is a thieves' guild. <laughs> Those kind and honorable thieves and murderers. <laughs> like, fireflower people in such condescension. There are reasons for these attitudes, I swear. Such hippies. 
I find that amusing. <laughs> so while you're in the midst of your conversation, Rotan comes back, and before you can cross the main room floor, Rotan, a small woman steps in front of you. She's maybe 5'2 or 5'3. She's wearing a cloak of her own. Do you see orangish red hair peek out from the edges of the hood? She looks up at you and she says, Are you like, uh, you're like Rotan? Uh, <laughs> this giant grin spreads across his face. Says, Why, yes! You must have heard of me! Uh, okay, yeah. Um, she reaches up, grabs you by the edge of the cloak, and starts pulling you in the direction of your table. Yeah, like, come over here a minute. Like, seriously, follow me now. Uh, okay, uh, what, what is, I mean, I do, I, I, there is some place I must be. I hope this will be quick. Yeah, I think you like. Yeah, come on over here. Uh, Rotan will, yeah, will not resist. Where Mist and Silway and Gruber and Trevor are sitting, and she kind of shoves you down, or tries to shove you down, in a seat next to Mist. Okay. <laughs> like, like she pushes him. Yeah, and she then pushes. Rotan him. takes the hit and sits down. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, she pulls her hood back, revealing a young woman, probably in her early 20s, with freckles and green eyes, and give me a perception check, all of you. 17. Just seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> You're from the movie Brave, aren't you? <laughs> so uh, you notice that her ears are ever so slightly pointed. More or less than Rotons. Less than Rotons. She notices this but says nothing yet. She's carrying a bag which she has slung across her chest, sort of like a hobo bag. And she reaches up and places the bag on the table, out of which walks a fox, which proceeds to sit down and begin eating Gruber's food. Okay, so yeah, this is going to be, um, first of all, if you're planning to go to see the Odal, I would recommend you don't. Ah! You, you know something! Uh, yeah. As for who I am, my name is, uh, Rebecca Daojang. But you can call me Bex, like everybody does. I don't like the name Rebecca, just call me Bex. And, um, yeah, I, you definitely are not from around here, because usually people react when I say my name. But, you know, that's okay. I'd much rather have it this way. I'm, uh, from, like, the circle. Pleased to meet you, Bex. I'm Rotan. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, I, I know you're Rotan. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I'm from the circle, and, uh, I just wanted to tell you, actually, I wanted to take you somewhere, somewhere very exciting, um, but I don't want you going anywhere near the Odal, because that would be very bad. 
Please elaborate. Um, uh, yeah, um, they don't really like visitors, and I would hate to see something happen to you. Ah, why, uh, why do you care so much about us? You know, sort of like a long story, but I really can't get into it here. Like, I need, um, I know this is gonna sound weird, but, um, Frank, Frank, leave, leave that man's food alone. I already fed you. Um, I, I, I know, uh, yeah, um, I, I know this is like a big ask, but, um, I, I kind of need you to trust me. You want us to trust you after knowing you for a minute? It is so, a geometrical. Like the last name, the Daoxing, you didn't, um, okay. So like, I, I totally don't want to make me seem like some sort of big, like celebrity, but, like, that name is, like, really super famous. Like, my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was, like, super famous. What does that mean about you? That's your grandfather. Well, yeah, that, but, but, like, so I'm kind of famous and, like, well-known in the circle because he kind of, like, started it. I would point out at this juncture that... You have heard of me, but I have not heard of you. Well, yeah, and like I'd love, I'd like to actually explain why, but I can't do that here. Why not? What is the what? What? What are you hiding? I'm and not... so I subtly casts detect thoughts after asking that. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything. I'm just saying there are people here. I would rather not here. Who are these people? As I'm reading her mind. Okay, in, in her mind you hear her thinking about the the Odal. But she says, I don't, I'd rather not say. Are you in trouble? Um, yeah, no, me, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm totally cool. Like, we're, Frank and I are awesome. Um, no, it's, um, actually, uh, yeah, no, somebody else is in trouble who could, like, really use your help. Who is that? Again, don't want to talk about it here. Like, come with me, and we'll talk about it. I'm not going to ambush you, Jesus. You already did, did ambush us. You sat down at our table. Oh, I sat down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a, a social faux pas of the same magnitude <laughs> as a physical ambush. <laughs> Not a trusting person is silly. Uh, no besides, shit. like, I'm actually here for him. Like, if you want to stay here, I don't really care. Like, I just, you know, drink and be whatever bitch you want to be. But, like, I need him. She glares. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, Everyone we chill. continue this conversation <laughs> in my room. Yeah, I know that that I don't sorry, I don't really like to go up to strange men rooms, you understand? Like yeah, that's creepy as fuck, dude. Well we could go up to the other room. There's like five <laughs> of you and like one of me and Frank and like yeah, so um look, I promise nothing's gonna happen to you. Just Well well then where would you propose? Uh, to, like, my friend's house. Like, it's right around the corner. All right. 
Very good. Um, have a good evening, uh, Mist and Silway. I, I will see you two later. And Rotan gets up. Yeah, we'll see you later, Rotan. But Mist is going to follow him. So are they, like, standing up and leaving the room? She collects Frank and pops him back in her bag. And he enthusiastically grabs a mouthful of pork before he goes into the bag. This doesn't seem to phase Gruber, who continues on eating. And then she gets up from the table and begins to walk towards the door. Our Rotan will follow. Okay. Silway looks over at Mist. She called me a bitch. Miss says nothing, waits for them to leave, and then gets up to follow. Silway's <laughs> mm. just stewing at the table. <laughs> um, are you going to eat the rest of your your meat now, Silway? Yes, I am. Oh. Um, okay. I was going to say, if you're going to leave with them, um, I'll be glad to, you know, finish it off for you. Yeah, you can have a piece of it. And she, like, rips off a piece of pork and, and hands it to Gruber and then takes the other piece of pork with her out the door to follow Mist. Oh, thank you. <laughs> are surprisingly busy for this time of evening. There's people walking around uh, in conversation, whether they're on the way to the inn for the evening or coming home from wherever they've been all day. Um, Rotan, Bex leads you through the streets. Uh, she moves with purpose, avoiding the friendly conversation which attempts to engage you as you walk. You arrive at a very lovely three-story home in a quiet corner of the village. You climb the steps onto the porch, passing rocking chairs and a porch swing. These people take leisure seriously. She does not wait to be greeted at the door. She pushes through into the house, imploring you to follow. The interior of the home is smartly decorated with fine wood-carved furniture and thick tapestries. As you enter the main room, you are overwhelmed by the smell of freshly baked muffins. Your stomach Ooh. churns. You think nothing would make you happier. As you look around, taking it all in, your gaze falls on a peculiar sight in the adjacent room. A chandelier hangs above an oblong table. You have to look twice before you realize the table is shaped like a large coffin. In fact, you think it may be a large coffin. You find yourself on the verge of commenting when a woman enters the room. She is young and pretty. Her smile beams beneath shining eyes. In her arms, she carries something swaddled in blankets. She approaches you, extending the bundle. Oh, Rotan, I'd like you to meet your nephew, Wiley Bastard the 15th. My, my nephew? Oh, yeah, your nephew. I'm so happy to have you here. I've heard a lot about you. Uh... Um, wait, hold on a moment. Uh, this is, this is rather a lot to take in. Uh, Bex, so, uh, <clears throat> uh, why don't you get him a muffin? I think that'll help. Uh, yes, I could use, I have not eaten yet. Uh, I could use a, a, a muffin. Yes, please. Um, it, hmm. So, so that... That is my nephew. Oh, yeah. Would you like to hold him? I'd be so honored if you hold him. Uh, it, um, <laughs> that she, like, 
offer him. Yeah, she's been yeah. extending him uh, the entire time. So, so, so that yeah, Rotan like kind of takes him like he's holding a bomb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh no, they're silly goose. You just gotta tuck it up under your arm. Um. Uh, uh, how? How? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Bex comes back with a basket full of muffins and says, uh, yeah, you, maybe you should, like, eat this first, and then she can tell you the story. Uh, he's, like, holding this baby with both arms. Um, uh. <laughs> tell you what, why don't you give the baby to me, since you look like I... you've never handled one before. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not going to bite you. So anyway, just give me the baby, and she takes the baby from you. They poop sometimes, don't they? Uh, yeah, they like poop a lot. <laughs> he like hands it back. All right, and so she sits down in a chair, and you see Frank the fox come up and start sniffing the baby. Uh, Aaron looks up at you, just beaming, so just smiling and radiating joy. Um, I'm sorry, who... Who are you? Oh, I thought I told you. I'm sorry. My name's Aaron Erickson. I'm, uh, well, sort of, it's kind of a long story, but, you know, why don't you have a seat here and I can, I can tell you what, I can tell you all about it. Yes. Uh, uh, Roton takes a seat and a muffin. Okay, there. Would you like some wine to go with your muffin? I know that's kind of a weird combination, but, um, it may help. Yes, please. Uh, yes. Um, he takes a glass of wine in the other. So she sits down and has a glass of wine herself. And she says, um, okay, so, um, so you know your brother Ingi? Uh, yes. So, yeah, he's like, you know, he's kind of my fiancé there, and he, um... What? Oh, yeah, it's, he's, he's, we've known each other for a while now. He's, he's a good man. He's here. Oh, yeah. And then, um, then, then his sister came Good in Lord. town, you know, um, Debbie, she was a weird one. Oh, she was strange. My sister's here too? Well, no, she left. She went, I don't know where she went. She left there with that creepy table, but she left for, I don't know. She kept asking me weird questions about what we do when people die here. I don't know. She's very strange. Uh, are, are there any other members of my family <laughs> lurking about? <laughs> Uh, no, not that I've seen. I mean, just, you know, I, I heard all about you, and then, you know, I didn't think you'd ever show up here, though, because, uh, you know, I last I heard you were up in, uh, up across the sea there. Uh, yes, well, it was, um, it was, uh, rather, rather, uh, a spur-of-the-moment thing. Uh, so, hold on. Uh, so you're, you're married to my eldest brother well sort of you know kind of we're engaged um engaged. it was sort yeah you know sort of it, it it we were going to get married like before the baby was born but then um yeah sort of uh uh poor Inky kind of he kind of disappeared ah oh we kind of don't know where he is and that's kind of why i had i mean outside of you know you meeting wiley's uh you know him meeting his uncle and all um we were kind of hoping you could help out uh so so do you were you born here 
Oh yeah, I'm from here. I'm I'm, I'm oh. born and bred. I grew up. This is my. This was my mother's house and my grandmother's house. I'm I'm sorry. This is uh this is a rather a lot to take in. Uh, wait, and and my brother has been missing. Uh, for how long has he been missing? Oh, he's been missing about I would say oh, three or four weeks now. We we've looked. We've tried to look, but we. I haven't seen him in, and it's not like him to just, you know, disappear, especially with the little one here. Good Lord. And and where, where did he, where was he last seen? Well, last I heard he was going to, he said he was going to check out something. He said something about the odal and, um, I, you know, he, I guess he went there, but I, I don't know. I went and asked and they said they hadn't seen him. So, you know. I don't really know. I, I, I miss him. I miss him terribly. He was he was my heart and soul. He's such a sweet man. Oh. Oh. This is this is this is shocking. And and you're saying he went to the Odal as well. He went to the Odal and then disappeared. Or he was going to go to the Odal and then you never heard from him interjects at this point and says he was like uh he was going to check on something i don't really he was very like like tight-lipped about it all like he really wouldn't say what it was um he kept mumbling about like somebody was in peril or like was unfair i don't really know but like he said they had the answer and like he went there, and that was it. That's the last we saw of him. And, like, you know, I went and asked the Odal, and they were like, no, we never heard of, like, him. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's been here for, like, six months. And they're like, well, he never came here. And I'm like, listen, you jackasses. Like, you totally know something. And he, they were like, no way. Get out of here. And I was like, make me. And then they, like, pointed crossbows at me. Well, this is all very suspicious and horrible. I I don't know what to say. Well, um, yeah, well, you know, I was, like, kind of hoping maybe you'd want to look for him, considering it's, like, your brother. Yes. Yes. I, I certainly do. And what does the, uh, what does the Odal do? What is their function? Oh, the Odal, they've been around for years. They're, uh, sort of a, um... They kind of like the town militia, the Odal. They call themselves the Organizational Defense League. I don't know why they just don't call themselves the town guard, but they think that sounds more important, I guess. And so they kind of like safeguard the town and like um, in the surrounding lands and that sort of thing. But they live outside of town. Well, just kind of right outside. Like, if you go on the southern road, you, you like, it's just outside the gates. There's, like, the ravine with the river down there and, and just on the other side of the bridge. So they're kind of, like, just separate, but, like, they're not far. It's, you know, maybe, like, I don't know, a couple hundred feet. But they have their own sort of, like, walled compound out there. I see. And what what do they have to do with these flowers? Oh, what the oh the flowers the the, the fire blossom there oh they they well you know they they kind of safeguard them and and they they you know when when if anyone like trades them they'll go on the 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 trade with them and you know they kind of make sure that you know things are safe and stuff. So they 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 help uh, guard 
Where do these flowers grow now? What? Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they they grow well. You know, it kind of we're up in the mountains here, so it's kind of snowy most of the time. So yeah, they but they grow. Really? So I've never been out to the fields myself, but yeah, they grow. You know, year round as far as I know. Incredibly hardy plants they must be. Oh yeah, I suppose so. They're very good. You should try some. They're 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 excellent. And when she says this, Beck shakes her head at you. No. Uh, what what do they taste like? Oh, they taste great. They taste kind of like, you know, like, you remember when you were a child and, like, your, uh, your, your, like, mom or somebody would, like, bake you cookies? No. Oh, okay. Well, sort of like, (laughs) (laughs) sort of like the memory of that. Like, you know, like a good childhood memory, like warm and fuzzy and kind of, you know, makes you feel like, like you're home again. Doesn't feel like the sort of thing that normal mothers do for their children. I just, well, I don't, that's what my, no, that's what most mothers do. I don't, I don't know where you grew up. Well, I kind of do. I heard about your mother, but I heard your mother was kind of nice. I heard your father was not so nice, but, you know. Well, it seems that, uh, I am, I am thankful, uh, that you have provided this information to me. Uh, Bex, and thank you for, uh, coming to me and telling me, and, and, and bringing me here so I might know that my brother is in danger. And you have not seen anything of my sister for several months, you say? Oh, no, she she left for... I don't know where she left for. She said she had some, like... There was some, like, big crypt down south that she was going to go check out. I don't know. I didn't talk to her much. Like I said, she was really creepy. Well, I, uh... In that case, it seems like there's only... One path forward. Uh, Rotan gets up. Um, and he says, I shall, uh, I shall go and, uh, and head out to the Odell compound and ask them forthwith what is up. Bex kind of stands up with the baby and says, uh, I would like, I would just, you know, like, maybe, like, wait until tomorrow. Like, they'll maybe be more talkative then, because, like, they they open their gates and they allow people in there, as opposed to now. Um, you know, that's kind of what, like, your brother did. He kind of went storming off there, and it didn't work out too well for him. So, like, maybe don't do that? I think my brother has the right of it here. <sighs> okay, then. Um... There are people who are missing. And a carriage burned. What carriage? What are you talking about? On our way here, we came across a carriage that had a box in it with uh, with uh, one of those flower engravings on it. Really? That's weird. Yes. At worst, the Odal are up to no good and have something to do with the disappearance of my brother. At best, they will want to know that their carriage has been burned as soon as possible. There may be other people in danger who we do not yet know about. Uh, and every minute that I waste here runs the risk of potentially endangering their lives further. Um, well, okay. I see I'm not going to dissuade you, so, like, just be careful. You know, they're, they're, they're dangerous guys, like... And then, uh, Aaron stands up and says, 
Oh, you know, it, I, I have a spare room here or two if you want to stay here. I mean, instead of the inn, I'd love to have you. I know Wiley would love to get you know his uncle. Ah, well, um, well, we've already paid for rooms for the night, but if, if, uh, if we need to stay here an additional night, uh, then please, uh, then I would be, I would be very, uh, very thankful if you would, uh, if you would be willing to, uh, to open up your place to us. I would accept that hospitality graciously. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very good. I'd love that very much. And, and we'll have a big family dinner tomorrow. I, you know, I, I, I'd love to cook for you and we can, I, you know, unfortunately all I got is that grotesque dining table that your sister kind of, oh, that thing is so hideous. I don't know. What would she think? She's so strange. She's so bizarre. I don't get her at all. Ah, neither do I. She like, she, you know, she was like babbling like before she left about bringing birds back to life and like, you know, just kind of, it was very kind of weird. It was, she's creepy. Anyway, so, but she left her table. I don't even know why she brought it, but you know, something about like, I don't know, some, some things are bad back at home, but your brother can fill you in should you find him. Or if she's still around, I don't know. But anyway, I'm keeping you on babbling. So just, you know, it was a pleasure to meet you, Rotan. Um, make sure you say goodbye to your nephew. Wiley, say goodbye to Rotan. Say say goodbye. <laughs> does she, like, make his hand wave? Uh, Bex does. Bex makes yeah. his hand wave. Rotan gives a little wave back and um, says, Bex. If I am not back by morning, could you let my companions know where I went? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Thank you. Uh, good evening. Uh, yeah, uh, be careful. Uh, and Rotan will leave. Okay, Mist and Silway, where are you when he walks out the door? Yeah, so how much of that did Silway hear? Because she is in full-on spy mode and is probably, like, climbing the building and looking in windows and jet, trying uh, to figure out what's going on here. Give me a, uh, I guess, perception? Perception? Okay. I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, do you have a special thief skill? What she has is uh, lip-reading. So if she can... She has her boots of spider climb. She can get up to the third story window or wherever it is. She can look in windows and read lips. She's a, she's an expert information gatherer. Okay, well then we'll do a perception check with advantage. Uh, eighteen. Okay, you heard all of it. All of it. Okay, Silway is. Yep. So so as soon as Rotan heads for the, the exit, she will hop down from wherever she is perched outside the window and scramble back to. Where is Miss at this moment? I figure kind of like creeping outside um, of the house or peering in through the windows. Okay, so he's doing what Silway's doing, just <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that's, not as professionally? He, <laughs> so, he left Silway at the inn to go do that. Okay, so Mist, also give me a perception check. I'm, I'm actually surprised that Silway is there because last night, yeah. No, she followed behind you. Okay, yeah, 18. Yeah. Okay, so you heard everything as well. So you both were, like, you were on opposite sides of the house, <laughs> eavesdropping and peeping Neither in windows. Neither one of us knew the other was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Peeping into opposite windows exactly. and see each other, and then they, like, <laughs> do facial expressions at each other. <laughs> Okay, well then, so Sylvia doesn't know that, that Mist is there, yeah. so she hops out and probably goes back to the tavern. 
Okay, so, uh, Mist, are you going to try to do the same thing? Oh, no, not at all. Like, I think he's waiting, I think he's waiting at the, I think he's waiting at the door for Rotan to come out. Okay, so Rotan, you come out the door and you see Mist standing there. Uh, Mist, describe how you're standing there. He's leaning against the, uh, leaning against the door frame, hat pulled slightly down, uh, over his eyes. At a jaunty angle? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, he's not paying attention, but he's totally paying attention, waiting for Rotan to come out. Ah! Mist! What are you doing here? Following? Oh! I thought you didn't care. I 100% did care. I didn't get a chance to say so. Oh, maybe it's a cat. <laughs> you voluntarily going out in the cold to talk to the Odal when it could wait until morning is one thing. Suspicious person approaching you in a bar, insisting you follow them... Eh, that's a little different. Ah, but the clearest way to the heart of a mystery is to follow suspicious people. Is it not? Which is why I'm here. Ah, but you followed me. Am I suspicious? No, I followed you going with her. Ah. I was going to just straight up join you, but y'all bolted. Ah. It's an additional level of... Ah, I see, I see. Suspicion by association. Hmm. Well, uh, I am going to go down to uh, speak with the Odor now. So, uh, I uh, I hope you have a lovely evening. And um, and uh, if I'm not back by morning, well, um, uh, do something about it, please. Well, we'll bail you out or burn the place down. <laughs> yes. Ah, well, yes. Use discretion. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Who's saying discretion about fire to whom? Because I... I'm sorry. I I do not follow. Eh. Just be careful. You know what the better part of valor is? Valor. Yeah, there it is now. <laughs> anyway, I must be off. Every moment may count. And my brother, who is here, may be in danger. This is true. Well, you know we'll help. Oh, so. you know all. Wait, you knew all of this. He lifts his hat and points at his big old kitty ears. You heard that? He shrugs. Oh, fascinating. Perhaps I do not need to speak as loud. Well, I must be off. Uh, have a good evening. You too. Be safe. Farewell. Gives a little bow and then goes down the steps and down the street. And Mist will return back to the inn. You get back to the inn, and neither Gruber or Trevor are in the main room. Uh, you're not sure if they went up to bed or where they went to. Is the, the table been cleared? table has been cleared. The table is, like, there are two people sitting at it, at the four-person table. And um, the inn itself has filled up. The band is kicked into a higher gear, and everybody is enjoying the evening. Then she will scan the room, looking to see if they're in the common area, and if not, go upstairs to, to see if they're up there. Yeah, you don't see them in the common area, nor do you see mist. Okay, upstairs she goes. Okay, you go upstairs, and you go into your room, and you find uh, Gruber sitting there. Um, it looks like he's writing, 
on a you're not you can't tell if it's a journal uh, or what it is, but he seems to be writing um, and he's concentrating very heavily. Um, and you see he's like sticking his tongue out of the side of his face, his mouth, concentrating much like a small child would do while coloring. Trevor, on the other hand, is practicing his fighting moves, which you've seen him do many times over the last few weeks. Well, then she enters the room and says, everything okay in here? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, I was trying to get some practice in. You never know when we'll get another um, uh, uh, adventure. We may get that sooner than you think. Uh-oh. Rotan is uh, determined to go be a hero. Oh, well, that's a good thing, right? Like, I, I want to be a hero. It can be a good thing. It can also be a very stupid thing. Huh. Especially when you don't plan ahead. Oh, okay. We might need to go rescue him if he does not uh, come to his senses and return to the inn tonight. Um, should we go look for him? Maybe. Let's let's wait and see if, if he comes back or if Mist comes back. Oh, okay. So he continues his practice. Um, Silway actually will help him. I think she's going to pull out one of her daggers and try to spar with Trevor. Oh, okay. So the two of you are sparring, and Trevor is elated and also very nervous, but he's enjoying himself. Mist, you come back to the inn. I assume that's where you, you said that's where you're heading, right? Okay, you come back to the inn, and you see that the common, the common room has gotten crowded and lively. You don't see any of your companions in the common room. I check our room then. Okay, you go up to your rooms and you find, uh, much like I described before, Gruber in the act of writing, and Silway and Trevor are sparring. So, you get all that? He's off to be a hero, isn't he? I mean, for his brother? Can you fault him? I can, actually, yes. (laughs) I'm all for rescuing the brother, but there is something to be said for planning ahead, and... Not going off alone. Well, if he's not back from the Odal in the morning, then we go get him. That seems fair. We will be well rested and ready. Perhaps we can scout out the place in the daylight. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, um, what if he doesn't come back and what if they hurt him? Then we will go and we will rescue him. Mist extends his claws. Well, well, what if he's... I mean, what if he's dead? What if he is dead? Oh, I couldn't take it. It would, it would break me heart. He doesn't deserve that. He's, he's a hero, Rotom. Oh, I wouldn't want to see that. I mean, I'm not a fighter, but if he needs help, I'll, I'll go help him. I don't want to see Rotom die. You want to go go help him tonight? Oh, I guess so. Oh, I don't know. If, not, if he needs it. I just, I don't want to see anything happen to Roton. He begins to, like, his eyes begin to tear. Silway is entirely uncomfortable with uh, <laughs> crying and emotions, so she's just going to stand there stiffly and awkwardly. They're there. Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you, you three make such a good team. It's, it's a shame to see you, you know, like, not being together. Well, that's up to the DM now, isn't it? 
Silly sighs loudly and looks over at Mist with like this expression of oh, what's what's the right word? Exasperation? I don't know. Or resignation. That's how he sounds good. She looks over at him with like a look of resignation. Do we need to go rescue him tonight? We do split the party an awful lot. Um, I'm just you know, I'll be ever so grateful if you did. I'll just I'll worry, you know. I mean, he's a good man and a tough fighter and very strong, but... but Give me the goddamn cloak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you grab one of the cloaks off the bed. What color do you grab? Uh, what colors What colors do we have? Uh, red, navy, green, brown, black. I call black. Navy. Okay, right, on your character sheet. <laughs> this is going to be a plot point, isn't it? Yeah, so Silway grabs a black, the black cloak and looks very annoyed and says to Trevor... If you're not back in the morning, send send someone to get us. Um, do, do you do you, do you need me to come too? I you know I, I I've been I can help. Do you want to come help, Trevor? Um, yes. All right, come with me. How good are you at hiding? Uh, oh, I'm I'm really good. All right, we shall see. Come with me. <laughs> he grabs the red cloak, and follows you. Trevor, maybe you should take a darker color. <laughs> um, you, you think so? Grab the brown one, Trevor. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> he takes he takes off the red one and puts on the brown one. Silway looks skeptical about Trevor's sneaking <laughs> abilities at this point. Does this mean Roton's wearing the chartreuse one? <laughs> That's more like it. Was Mist entrusted with the Shard of Tear, or did he inherit someone else's problem? Will Silway be able to decipher the runes on the Dead Ancient from, like, way back in early Season 1? Will Rotan ever learn to stay with the goddamn group? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. I didn't get the dickhole vibe from him, but, you know, some people are really good at hiding that they're dickholes. That's what makes them dickholes. So, hmm. I'm going to re-edit. I'm going to switch that line out or at least give you another option here or something that's a little bit cleaner. I've been watching a bit of Archer, so language. <laughs> I didn't get the jerk-ass vibe from him, but... <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Some people are really good at hiding that they're jerk-asses, and that's what makes them jerk-asses. I do not know what that means. <laughs> does does mist just sit? Like how how does mist sit by a fireplace? Well, it depends on. Like, if he's sitting, he's going to sit. If he's okay, nap. If he's going to sleep, he's going to curl up as going to curl up into the chair. Kind of like, oh, kind of like Aww. that. Hmm, kitty kitty. So imagine that, but six feet long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. seven, but like, what is he? Yeah, he's seven. Or hang on. Yeah, but he's curled up in a ball. So yeah. seven feet. Jeez. Yeah, he's a little over. Okay, he's a little over six. So yeah, like like a, a over six. Okay. Like, like three feet across. <laughs> okay.
Just a massive fuzzy ball with, with a hat with and a daggers coat. <laughs> and, and and leather armor. Well, yeah, and glasses. Yes. What does he do with his hat when he curls up? That's a good point. Does he put it in the bag of holding, or he puts the hat on his stuff and disguises his stuff? No. Um, I kind of may, maybe like you know how cats will like put a paw up and then like drag it down over their face, but like the hat's underneath, so you've like kind of like pulled the hat down over your face. Yeah, I like to think that he's cuddling with it. Like he's just got that hat and like like he wraps mine. around it. Oh yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of talking about you. Gilded Garrett. What is a Garrett? G A R R E T Garrett. Yeah, I don't know what that is. A garret, just so you know, is a. It would be like the upper room of a house. Could be the second or third story. Typically, it has slanted walls. Older houses tend to have them, with maybe gables looking out. Oh. So the entire building is made of garrets, is what you're saying? Well, no, but it has kind of a, a gold sheen to the roof. It's just one big garret. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one big garret. But, yes, so that is what a garret is. So, like, quickly, what is going on with my... <laughs> I'm just picturing Garrett, dressed in gold. Oh, Garrett from uh, Community... <laughs> <laughs> we saved him. Did we? <laughs> it's going to be fine, guys. I don't know why you're so nervous. We were warned so many times by the DM, don't go there at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have reason to be concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the cultists hold the meeting at night, you go at night. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> this goes bad. Mist will return in the morning to get Rotan's corpse. <laughs> I can't wait for Trevor to play the the Pippin role of like knocking a bucket down the well and alerting the entire. <laughs> As I said, Trevor has really good stats. Like he's yeah. If I anyone's going to play the Pippin role, I'd put my money on Rotan. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the army of the enemy is stationed on the hill. <laughs> So we've got to bring them down here. <laughs> so, so, so for a moment there, with like Trevor wasn't going to come along. Uh, so there's this episode in late Stargate, uh, the TV show, where it, I, maybe they were like sort of starting to reach for plot points, uh, and one of the episodes revolves entirely around. Uh, the main team getting captured and the point of view is from these two IT guys who like have to go and try and save them. And it's just, that's what I envision. It's like Trevor. Missed that I get captured and Trevor saves the day. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think we're quite at that point yet, but that would be a lot of fun. (laughs) Like, especially if we get like three secondary characters. Yeah. To which, like, each one of you play one, and we go on an adventure. All right, time to roll my dice. All right. Uh, I totally want to see Diana, like, take these two NPCs and run them through her own dungeon while we just listen. Yeah, that would be, oh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, Or or we could just, we could create the dungeon as Diana goes. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Somebody else DMs it. Yeah, we could take turns describing challenges. (laughs) Yes. That could be fun.